since it is five o'clock and um, we will get started. Call a meeting of the June 23rd, 2021 Transportation Commission meeting to order. Joe, if you would please read the instructions. Welcome to our virtual meeting. If you lose connection at any point during the meeting, you can reconnect by clicking the link or calling the number in your original email. Members, if you are able, please activate your video and keep it on for the duration of the meeting. Staff, if you are able, please activate your video when you are speaking. All panelists, that is Alders, commission members, and staff have the ability to mute and unmute themselves. Panelists can also rename themselves if they wish to add pronouns after their name. Please do not alter the naming convention otherwise. Also, please continue to use the raise hand feature when you'd like to be recognized to speak, ask questions, or request a roll call vote. Lowering your hand will take you out of the queue. Members of the public who have registered to speak. The name you entered in Zoom must match the name you entered in registration. You will remain muted until called upon. The clerk will tell you when your time is up. After speaking, a member of the commission may ask you a question. If you need to share documentation with the commission, please send it to the email listed on today's agenda. Chair, the floor is yours. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Patrick, would you call the roll, please? Um, okay. Chris McCahill. Here. Denise Jess. Here. Ann Kovich. Here. Bill Bremer. Here. Carl Cleams. Here. Okay, and that's five. Bridget is excused and the other three are AWOL. Okay. All right. So, um, did everybody have a chance to look at the minutes? Carl? Move approval. Chris? Second. There's a motion in the second. Any discussion? Okay, seeing no hands, we'll assume unanimous uh, consent unless anybody disagrees. If so, please raise your hand. Okay, the motion is carried. Patrick, I understand we have, well, two things. We we did receive an email from someone with um, a recommendation for a future agenda item. So I will tuck that away and, and we'll look at that as, as a potential. Um, and I believe we have a registrant on item number one, Patrick? Yes, Bob Schaefer. Okay, Bob, go ahead. Okay, I'm here. Um, and uh, okay, um, that one of the things about Madison Metro uh, and their annual reports is that they show uh, ridership, and that the ridership is misleading uh, because it does not take into consideration the growth in population. Obviously, the more people available, the ridership ought to be increasing. Um, in the last ten years. Uh, 2018 was the uh, second, I'm sorry, 2019 was the second lowest of all of the uh, 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 past 10 years. Uh, and that would be just with the, without the population. Uh, it had a, 2018 had 13,200,000 uh, uh, ridership. And uh, when we uh, count for the population, um, uh, increase that ridership ought to have been 21,005,596. Uh, 
Um, and that's only taking into consideration the city of Madison uh, population. Um, if we uh, looked at the uh, 2017 uh, uh, ridership, that if we would have taken into consideration the surrounding or partner communities that are also uh, partnering in ridership with uh, Madison Metro, that uh, we ought to have had uh, 29,363,176 um, uh, in terms of the ridership. So that when we look at our ridership increasing and say, yeah, 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 we got increased ridership, uh, we get a false uh, um, sense of security or a sense of thing, and we can't make accurate decisions without valid data. And what now I think that uh, in the future, Madison Metro needs to take into consideration the population uh, available riders in terms of uh, adjust, or, uh, putting out the uh, ridership. Otherwise, if we're just using that ridership as a uh, means that uh, the Madison Metro is doing great, uh, it is not, it, it is not uh, realistic uh, when we look at the, the population increase as well. So, um, that uh, it's it's something that, uh, like I said, we can't make good decisions on what to do uh, without uh, the accurate information. And either we need to look at uh, the uh, effectiveness of Metro or, uh, you know, some means of, of doing some substantial increase, which it seems that uh, especially like with the e-bikes and, and scooters and other things like that that are coming along. That your, your time uh, is up, Bob. If you could, if you could please wrap it up. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I was wrapping up uh, when you were talking. I said, sure, go ahead. I said that uh, that one of the things that we need to look at is with e-bikes and and scooters and other things like that that are coming around. That uh, it's likely that Madison Metro uh, is going to consider continue to see a decrease in ridership. Okay, thank you for those comments. Does anybody have any questions for the registrant? Okay, seeing no hands, thank you, Bob. Okay, um, next we have the consent agenda. Um, items number two and three are uh, proposed for the consent agenda and you may or may not have noticed, but Patrick is doing something new, which is really helpful. And that is items that are proposed for the consent agenda have an asterisk next to them on the agenda. And that asterisk also shows up in Legistar as well. So very helpful. Um, and um, you'll be able to watch for that in, in the future. Um, items two and three, um, Legistar 65867 and 66051 are proposed for the consent agenda today. Uh, Patrick, do we have any members from the public register to speak on these items? No, um, but I just got an email from Helen Bradley. They've had a medical emergency, so they will not be presenting tonight for the B-cycle item. Oh no, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, give them our best wishes, would you please? Yes. But yes, oh. no registrants on the consent agenda items. Okay. All right. 
does uh, does anyone wish to uh, separate separate out either of the items or both from the consent agenda? Okay, seeing no hands, do we have a motion on the consent agenda? Bill? I'll make a motion for approval of um, both items. Okay, so there's a motion. Ken, is that a second? Yes. A motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Okay, we'll assume a unanimous consent vote unless anyone wishes to uh, vote no or abstain. If so, please raise your hand. Okay, seeing no hand, the motion is carried. Uh, and did you yes? mention anything about disclosures? Oh, geez, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, I had some notes written down about the registrants and I wrote right over disclosures and, and recusals. Thank you for that, Patrick. Does anybody have any disclosures or in, uh, and or recusals this evening? I have to be careful not to write notes over the top of that um, in the future. All right, seeing none, thank you for that reminder, Patrick. Okay, uh, items four and five are related. So if there's no objection from the commission, I would propose that Justin take them up together and that we entertain a motion on both of them together. Uh, they're not on the consent agenda because they're very, very large amounts of money. And I thought it was worthwhile to hear a little bit from Justin about them and give people an opportunity to ask any questions. Any objections to uh, considering them together? Okay, go ahead, Justin. All right, good evening, everyone. Um, so this is, uh, it's fairly routine, but as Ann mentioned, it's its a large amount of dollars. So, uh, uh, but this is, uh, our process uh, requires that we uh, get TC approval for accepting grant dollars. Um, this, and this would do that for both the CRRSA um, funds, which are a little under 15 million, um, which was passed, I believe, in December. Um, and then the American Rescue Plan dollars, which is about $30 million, um, which was passed, uh, I believe, in February, um, if I remember correctly. Um, and so it's two separate resolutions to accept both pots of money. Um, it does not critically does not spend those dollars. Um, it just uh, allows us to accept those dollars. Uh, and then um, we likely will spend them on a mix of operating dollars or operating expenses um, and some capital, um, but obviously capital um, expenditures, anything where there's a contract um, would come back to the TC for actual approval again. So um, again, this is just for our ability to accept those grant funds. Okay, thank you, Justin. Do people have any questions for Justin or discussion? Carl, go ahead. Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess just quickly, you mentioned operations and capital. I mean, can you say anything about the operations piece of it? What you would, what you have in mind for spending it? Because I mean, you know, we've had this discussion about how expanding service is current or bringing back service to pre-pandemic levels. Is currently not 
possible, uh, but yeah, maybe you can just quickly say what ideas there are. Yeah, so um, it primarily um, it would be used to su supplement lost fare revenues due to reduced ridership. You know, that's going to be the biggest um, expenditure line item. Um, and, uh, you know, from, from there, um, there's a lot of things in flux um, around state funding. Um, you know, the state has um, proposed to cut eight and a half million dollars from Madison Metro um, in the 2022 budget year. Um, and so if that goes through and is not uh, counteracted by the governor in some way, um, then that funding would be used to supplement that as well. Um, again, not, not new expenditures, just replacing lost revenue sources. So, um, but in general, our plan is to spend all of the money down by 2024. Um, and that uh, we expect to see ridership or uh, fair revenue impacts at least through then. Um, and so um, between re actually reduced ridership, but also because of the way that the UW partnership works, um, where roughly half of our ridership is is using a UW student or staff pass, um, and the UW pays us for those those rides on a four year rolling average. So that means the impact has hit us less acutely than it may have otherwise done uh, this year in this, this past year and a half. Um, but it also means that the impact will be felt for long after ridership returns to normal. So. Um, if ridership returns to normal in 2024, uh, it may be four years after that before we actually see revenues return to normal. So um, we're, we're kind of game planning all of that out um, and trying to hold back um, the funding we need to make sure that we stay whole in terms of uh, fair revenues. Um, but um, the state's kind of throwing a wrench into that. Um, and so we'll see how that shakes out. But Regardless, the impact won't be immediate. We do have enough funding to get us through the next, you know, year and a half or two years without problem. Um, the issue will be, um, you know, in a couple of years out when we are still seeing reduced fare revenues, um, but maybe don't have, uh, or maybe have exhausted our federal money at that point to, to supplement. Thank you. That's helpful. Other comments or questions for Justin? Uh, Ken. I would move approval. Okay, so there's a motion to approve items four and five. Uh, Harold? Second. Okay, there's a motion and a second. Uh, discussion? Okay, seeing no hands, we'll assume a unanimous consent vote. Unless anybody uh, wishes to vote no or abstain, if so, please raise your hand. Okay, seeing no hands, the motion is carried. Okay, could I have a motion to defer item number six to a future TC meeting in light of the unfortunate medical emergency that we just heard about, uh, Ken? There's a motion by Ken. I assume that's a second, Bill? That is correct, a second. <laughs> okay, thank you. There's a motion and a second. Um, any discussion? We'll assume a unanimous consent vote unless anybody wishes to vote um, no or abstain. If so, please raise your hand. Okay, seeing no hands, the motion is carried. Um, 
Next, we have uh, our crossover reports from uh, Chris or Alder Harrington McKinney. Uh, there was a TPPB meeting on the 14th of June, I believe it was. Do you guys have any updates for us? Um, yeah, I can, I can mention a few things. Um, one of the items at the last meeting was the um, authorization of uh, the city contributing a couple properties to the BRT. So a couple BRT updates, I think actually. Um, one is a, the Brayton lot downtown, that would be a staging area. And then um, after the city would develop on it and the revenues would go towards Metro. Um, and the other is a, a parcel at the West end, that would be a park and ride lot. Um, and then the other item related to BRT was uh, the authorization of sole sourcing the buses um, from New Flyer uh, because it's the only American company that makes the buses um, that we're looking for. Um, so there was some discussion around that. Um, and those are the only items I think that come to mind. I, if the agenda for the next TPB meeting isn't out yet, but I think there will be an update on the Vision Zero Action Plan. That's next Monday. So if anyone's interested in that, you can keep your eye out. Okay, thanks. Any questions for Chris? Did they talk, Chris, at all about the impact on uh, the parking division relative to taking the Brayton lot out of circulation? Um, no, well, not that in particular, but there was some discussion about, um, Tom will remember, uh, the, the notion of, yeah, so there was a question about taking the parking revenues from the lot out of the parking utility um, and then basically transferring th that money essentially to Metro um, through the revenues that would that would result from the property taxes eventually. Um, I recall, I think the property taxes would be about an est estimated twice as much as what um, we're getting currently in parking revenues. And Tom, I don't know if you wanna say anything about um, the, the, the notion of sort of how everything falls under DOT and sort of moving money around that way. Yeah, it, it, it does kind of change the buckets. Okay, so um, I think uh, Brayton Lot makes about 600,000 a year. And um, I think that they feel like the, the tax revenues, property tax revenues to Madison from this developed area would be over a million a year. Uh, but you know the tax revenue goes into the general fund, right? Whereas uh, um, the um, the six hundred thousand uh, dollars goes into the parking utility reserve, right? <clears throat> In some ways, we're all I wanted to say we're all one city. You know what I mean? And, and, and there is, like for instance, the city is taking on some of the debt that's associated with uh, metros. you know, improvements. And, and so it, it's just more about how the city wants to manage this. Uh, there is um, a note as well, and Justin could probably augment this, is, is that um, there's a kind of a third revenue source in that any revenue generated from the lease of the land or the sale of the land, that goes to, to Metro. And, and so there's there's three things in, in play. There's elimination of revenue for the parking utility. There's an increase in revenue to Metro 
Um, there's a reduction in the amount of the local share for bus rapid transit. And then there's some property taxes that will be generated from whatever development occurs. Did I summarize that well enough, Justin? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, another way to look at it too is that we're bringing this, this asset the city already owns and, and having the federal government match grant dollars towards the value of it. So, you know, essentially we're taking a $10 million lot. The federal government's giving us $5 million for that lot. We're going to tell her, turn around and sell it um, for the equivalent of $10 million. Um, so, you know, we've netted $15 million, but on top of that, it's now on the tax rolls. So we're netting a million dollars a year in, in taxes. And so that's all, you know, replacing that $600,000 a year in, in revenue for the parking utility, but it, it nets out, you know, very much in our favor. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Um, Ken, go ahead, but I'll follow up on my question after you're done. Go ahead, Ken. You're muted, Ken. Sorry. From the perspective of who who were the people using the Brayton lot prior to COVID and what's the most likely impact on, I imagine the two closest lots are, um, well, I, I can't even remember the name of the new one, the Wilson Street lot. Um, but anyway, so overall capacity for those three before, um, if everybody came back, would the two lots on the uh, Wilson Street side and over on the uh, east side, would those be sufficient? So um, I'll speak in generalities. Okay. Um, <clears throat> right now, our Wilson Street lot is underutilized in our uh, um, north lot. The north side of the square is underutilized. Um, and Sabrina feels like the parking for those could, you know, just be managed. Um, I think there's one thing that you, you did say is the if, right? We have a long way to get back to our parking occupancy that we used to. Um, the one <clears throat> factor that's kind of a, a unique factor with this is that we've promised to provide 30 downtown parking spaces to the Wisconsin rideshare program, you know, the, the vans, the carpool vans. And so, um, Sabrina has looked at various other lots. Um, the wind grill lot is one possibility, which is the one that's close to the, um, the little water storage facility right at the <clears throat> intersection of John Owen Drive and King Street. And, um, and so that could be one place for those carpool vans. Uh, it is a little bit longer walk for the driver. And Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe Sabrina mentioned that even before the pandemic, the capital, the capital square North garage had some excess yeah. capacity. Yeah. yeah, it's not used as much as the other garages. Hey, I understand the, the trade-offs and that we're one city and I heard the discussion at the TPV meeting. Um, I asked a question because I know how stressed our parking uh, reserves are. And if we have funds that are not, if there's 600,000 that's not going in there, that's just going to increase the stress. And, um, you know, that the funds that you're talking about aren't going back into that parking reserve. So, um, you know, we're going to have to look at that and, and understand um, how we're going to replace 
uh, facilities that need to be replaced when we don't have the reserves available. So, yeah, uh, Dave Schmidke has been um, giving, I think, very informative uh, presentations at the finance committee meetings, and um, he's he's been pretty transparent about that, about what the parking reserve fund balance is, and uh, he's also stated that perhaps in the past. Um, <clears throat> where the parking utility could fund its own capital, large capital expenditures, and those would have to be funded now uh, from the city, the general fund. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think you're right, because it's just not going to be there, is it? No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. Okay, does anybody have any other uh, questions? We'll watch for that um, agenda for the next meeting. Chris, just for the reminder that um, that meeting's coming up uh, next Monday. Okay, um, any other comments? Okay, uh, next we have uh, update on the traffic calming uh, subcommittee. Uh, we, excuse me, made quite a bit of progress. Um, you know, we've talked about what the, what the Safe Streets Madison program is not, uh, which is ironically a very important discussion. Um, talked about the solutions toolbox. We had two meetings uh, since our last, um, TC meeting, uh, looking at the resources for solutions and interventions and, and having discussions about that. Look at a draft implementation timeline and related questions that needed to be answered. Um, Harold and I uh, just worked on updating um, the priority recommendations, which uh, we sent out to the group today. So uh, making a lot of progress and since our report is due by the middle of July, that's good that we're making a lot of progress. So we have another meeting tomorrow and, and we're planning to meet uh, weekly. Um, and uh, hopefully we're gonna stay on track and, and uh, wrap this up very soon. At least bring forward the recommendations and see what the two bodies think about it. So comments or questions from the group? Okay. Um, announcements, uh, next meeting is July 14th. Uh, just a reminder that we have a joint meeting with Transportation Policy and Planning Board on Monday, July 19th at five o'clock. Uh, so we'll have a couple of meetings in a pretty short period of time. Uh, with regard to membership, we do have three members whose terms expire on June 30th, 2021. That's Bridget Brown, Chris McCahill, and myself. Um, please let uh, Patrick, Justin, or, or me know if you're interested in con uh, continuing on the TC, or feel free to contact Lila and uh, Lila DeCosta and the mayor's office directly if you prefer to do that. Um, I'm certainly interested in continuing, and I hope Chris and, and Bridget are as well. Uh, just a reminder that uh, Section 3301 of the uh, Madison General Ordinances, the BCC Ordinance, indicates that um, members' terms automatically extend for, for 90 days after they expire, um, unless they're filled in, in the interim. So um, our terms would automatically extend out to the end of September um, without us having to do anything. And the last, I watched um, all the appointments at the council meetings and at the last council meeting, they were filling April expirations. So, um, you know, they're they're a little behind on that. Um, Alder Harrington-McKinney. Uh, and um, 
have uh, those uh, three uh, commissioners expressed an interest uh, of, I know that you said that you were um, interested in um, remaining. Have the other two commissioners expressed that interest? Um, because we're kind of in the middle of, not in the middle, but we're in some critical periods and it would certainly be very, very helpful to continue that vein of understanding rather than to drop three new commissioners into the mix. Yeah, um, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I'm happy to stay on. So I think that counts as notice to whoever needs that. Great. Okay, yes, um, I appreciate that. And since your term is expiring on the Transportation Policy and Planning Board and you're a key member of both, I hope you're interested in continuing there as well. Uh, Bridget was traveling for, for work um, today, so she was uh, not able to join because she was in a in a in her car on the way home. So, um, well, um, I don't know, Patrick, if you would maybe forward Bridget an email and, and reminders that her term is coming up, and and inquire if she's interested in um, in continuing, and hopefully she is um, as well. Uh, so we do have two vacancies. So um, you're correct, Alder Harrington McKinney. It's um, you know, we're, we're already down too. So hopefully, um, you know, Bridget will be interested in, in continuing as well. Um, and I do continue to talk to Lila in the mayor's office about potential uh, applications to fill, uh, to fill those vacancies. So um, any other comments or announcements? Okay, um, item 10. Tentative listing of agenda items for the next meeting is in Legistar. Uh, just a reminder that we have our organizational meeting on the agenda for the next meeting, uh, which includes selection of the chair and the vice chair. Um, excuse me. So please be thinking about who you would want to nominate for chair and vice chair at the July 14th uh, meeting. Um, I am interested in continuing as chair because there are some projects that we're kind of in the middle of and I would like to see them through. However, I, I serve at the pleasure of the commission. So totally, totally up, um, up to the group. Um, so that would be, um, we would hold that, um, make that selection at the beginning of our next meeting. Um, also on the listing of items we're tracking for, uh, for the next meeting is the, the TC handbook. We had deferred that discussion. John Strange was on vacation um, and we have a meeting uh, set to discuss the questions that were raised um, next week. Um, and he he agreed to come to the July 14th meeting um, so that he can be available to field any questions. And um, it's with very mixed emotions that I tell you that John is going to be leaving the city. Um, he is... Um, yeah, very, very important resource for us. He's been teaching at the law school part-time and he was offered a full-time uh, position, um, a full-time position on the faculty there. Uh, so he agreed to, to take that. So he'll be doing that in the fall, uh, but he's committed to helping us see through some things that we're in the middle of right now. So we'll really miss working with him because he's just an excellent resource. Uh, but he's committed to continuing to, to help us with the things that he's working on with us right now. Um, so hopefully we'll have those um, issues resolved and the questions resolved and bring some alternatives back to you at the next meeting. And I also have the, the TC work plan on there and, and um, 
We'll see Tark. Um, Saka from uh, Resgy is out of the office, but he and I have been emailing back and forth. He was kind enough to answer my email, uh, even though he was out of the office. And um, I described everything to him, and, and uh, he says he is the right person for me to meet with. So uh, we'll plan to do that in July when he's back in the office, and then we'll come back and, and bring some alternatives back. And, you know, there's no, um, you know, we have our updated work plan already set. Um, and this is something that we'll want to have some discussions about. So um, just wanted to let you know that I have those both on the agenda to come back at the next meeting. Um, and I'm pretty sure John and I will get things done in order to do that on the handbook. And we'll see how Tarek feels about um, what work we might want to do before we bring it back to the commission. So I want to make sure that we're prepared and um can talk about all the various options when we come back. So any um, future agenda items, um, we actually have two meetings coming up here on the 14th and the 19th. Um, the agenda items that are suggested for the joint meeting are updates on all of our action items that we've been working on as, as well as um, update on the 2022 Transportation Department budget. Uh, we haven't finalized that agenda, so if you have any other uh, suggestions for the joint meeting, um, you can certainly send those over or mention them tonight as well. Does anybody have anything to add to the list? Okay. Um, well, shorter meeting than we had planned, and I certainly hope that whoever had the medical emergency, they're doing... Yeah, okay, over at B-Cycle. Um, so, and thanks for sending them our, our best wishes, Patrick. I appreciate that. Um, so, I guess we need a motion to adjourn. Harold? Adjournment. Uh, motion by Harold, a seconded by Bill. Second. All right, any discussion? We'll assume a unanimous consent vote unless anybody wishes to vote no. Please raise your hand. All right. Thanks, everybody.